Nikki Collin, Baylor head coach, back with us for part two. Locked on women's basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Hi, everyone, and happy Thanksgiving. Welcome to part two of our conversation with Nikki Collin, the head coach at Baylor. I'm Howard Magdal, thanking you for making us your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe and check out our podcast every weekday plus WNBA Draft Saturdays. So without further ado, I'm going to take you to our conversation with Nikki Collin. So in terms of who you described as the master of the playbook is Caitlin Bickle, who is somebody, I asked Sarah Andrews, who is the most underappreciated player on this roster? And she, she said, Caitlin, without a moment's hesitation, it, are there just a lot of different ways in which that manifests itself where it's clear, not just to her teammates, but to you as well on a daily basis? I mean, I've known since the first week I coached Caitlin that she could impact us in a big way. Um, that I think she was someone that I'm not suggesting the last half didn't see as valuable, um, but I'm not sure she checked all their boxes for post player, um, you know, in a high low system. And I, and I feel like she's someone that can pick and pop and play off the bounce a little bit. She's a good passer. I mean, there were so many times last year or even with our roster a year ago, where there were certain things I couldn't run with Queen and Liss um, that I could run when Caitlin went in the game, regardless of who she came in for or was with, because she could throw the lab, lob past the list on a back screen. You know, she was a good decision maker. So having someone that can, even though her numbers, it, it's so frustrating because she shot 19% from three last year. The kid can shoot it, you know, it's, it's um, part of why she didn't shoot it well was there was a hesitancy, even though that wasn't a hesitancy because of something we told her as a staff. It was just her wanting to defer to Melissa, wanting to defer to Queen. So there was like a hesitation to I'm open. There were times when she would make it and be apologizing because she missed somebody as she's running back on defense and the ball went in the basket. And so I think her her growth comes into being more of a leader because now um, ultimately she'll, she'll get herself in the starting lineup. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's consistently making the three, you know, even if it's not at 40%, but she's at 30%, you know, there'll be a different respect for her, you know, and now it becomes easier to be a great passer. But when we talk about underappreciated, it really is, it's, attention to detail, knowing the game plan. If I said, Caitlin, run the point on the green team, she can run the point on the green team. Not that she's a point guard, but she knows every position on the floor and she knows what we're looking for in a play, just not where she's supposed to go, which is a big part of young people. Like they just want to run the play, right? They don't even understand what the options sometimes are on it. And, and so, but she's our best screener you know, and, and something that's obviously doesn't show up in the stats, 
but there should be such a thing as a screen assist because whether it's off the ball or on the ball, like if I'm Jamie and I want a, a stagger screen, I, I know Caitlin's going to clean, clean up whatever my defender does off the first screen. She's going to really know who she's supposed to screen and read what they do. When we get into early offense, our step ups and drags, she understands how to go to the defense and not just leave the guards like hanging out to dry. And so it's just little things like that. Um, that makes you your team flow you know I mean it's 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 underappreciated but there's a reason why teams look good and sometimes it is just because someone is setting the screens and and making the passes and and it doesn't always show up in the box score um but she's talking on D you know I mean she's really a, com a good communicator we need we need that we need the screen assist well yeah after the petition synergy I think to make that happen um I I I will just say just to sort of take it back to the style of play you guys you talked about you wanted to run more and, and you know, even you get beyond pace transition you were 16.3 percent of the time um which is you know around the midpoint uh, in terms of division one when you were in transition you were the we ninth percentile you were you you were you were as as efficient in transition on offense, we'll get the exact number. You were fifth in the country in how efficient you were in transition offense. And I guess I wonder how surprising that number is to you. And you know, is that something where you think you can be even better just because it's just the sheer number of transition opportunities. Yeah. I mean, we need to be in transition more. I would tell you it was also our highest volume of turnover. So I'm going to flip it around and say, yeah. my frustration was not taking advantage of almost primary break. I felt like we were, we were good in secondary early transition. Um, we got really good in our early actions. I don't think primary break, we were as good as we could be. Um, you know, we didn't put enough pressure on the rim with a rim runner. Mm -hmm. um, we, I think when you have the rim run pressure, it makes it easier to get shots on the wing. Um, philosophically, coaches are very different. I don't believe in just throwing the ball ahead. You know, like I want to put pressure downhill. I want our shooters to get their feet set. I want to touch the paint and I want to kick it out. Like our shooting percentage, um, when we just threw it ahead to Jamie and she, catches the ball over her shoulder and steps into her shot. She's just not a very efficient shooter, right. but when her feet are set and someone gives her an inside out pass, um, you know, and I, I think probably every team's that way. Obviously you look at your team in a way more in-depth perspective, both um, overall and player, because to me, there's always like general rules and then there's player different rules. Like there's exceptions to rules, you mm -hmm. know, and you know, no one's not throwing the ball to Steph Curry. Um, you know, wherever he is. And so I, I think it's about this team really understanding what other people are good at. Like for us, I would say go throw it ahead to Katarina, um, our Brazilian junior college transfer, because she's such a good downhill attacker. Um, but don't throw it ahead to Jamie, like really attack the paint and get her a shot and really getting us to understand, like there's going to come a point in time where I'm trying to get Asia Hey, when you defensive rebound, I want you to push in transition. You know, I want you to understand how if you don't get primary break, how you can dribble handoff right into next actions, you know? And, and I think that's that's a, just a it's an evolution process that we're not there yet. 
but I feel like is going to develop over time as we start to play in games, you know, and she's grabbing those defensive rebounds. Like there are certain players that it's all about outlet and fill, you know, outlet and fill. But with her, can we get in transition even more if we have someone that can really play in transition? I've used Alyssa Thomas before, but this idea of Connecticut was so good in transition when she grabbed defensive rebounds. Now everybody's filling and you got a decision maker at the four and who's stopping her, you know, is it a guard trying to stop her? Is it a post, you know, that she can get around and, and really put pressure on the rim? So my goal is to be better and to really cut down our turnover. So drive up our volume, still be efficient and take care of the basketball. Doing that with a young group is, of course, difficult. And you mentioned Katarina is a Juco transfer. You also have a really interesting group of freshmen, you know, whether it's Dariana, a little page Barge, or Kyla Abraham, or Bella Fontaroy. How have they looked early on and what is it reasonable to expect out of what they can be for you as first years in this system? I think, um, you know, I think Kyla, when you look at Kyla, you see queen, um, you know, like just body type, how she can run, how she can block shots. Um, but I think she, she's probably, um, she needs time. You know, she just, um, she's played in different systems. She's played for different AAU teams. She's, she's a military kid. So, you know, consistency of coaching. I'm not saying she's had bad coaching. I just think, you know, when, when you're, it's constantly changing messages are different styles are different. Um, I think, uh, I think Bella and Dariana are both going to play and they're both going to play significant minutes. Sometimes some games more than others. Um, they're similar and totally different, you know, at the same time, Dariana is a mid-range pull-up kid um, that gets bounce and balance, you know, from her dribble. Um, you know, she's going to cut. She's going to rebound. Um, she's going to do all the little things. You know, I like to refer to her as like a throwback player. Like at the end of the day, you may not be overwhelmed by her, but she's 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 got five steals, you know, in a, in a scrimmage. She's grabbed eight rebounds. She's got six points. And and all her teammates like playing with her because she doesn't take bad shots. You know, mm -hmm. she's not out there hunting her own. In fact, I had to get on her in practice yesterday. Cause I said, if you had just caught it there and you were in high school, what would you have done? You know? And she said, I would have gone and scored. I'm like, okay. Like, I know you're in college now, but when, when the defense isn't in front of you, the play isn't make the next pass. Mm -hmm. It's it's go, go put pressure, you know, on the rim. And she scored the next three times, you know, so sometimes they just need that reassurance that they're, they're allowed to do the things that they're used to doing, you know, because sometimes that's the pullback of high school to college. Locked on women's basketball is brought to you by bet online, BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting the start of the upcoming women's college basketball season, not to mention NBA and NFL. Find all your latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued sport source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there, especially women's sports. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. You know, and going from the best player to trying to, trying to play a role. Um, Bella is arguably our best rebounder. Um, she's super strong and she's super bouncy. 
Um, and then she's a really good three-point shooter. And so you combine kind of this ability to, to be a spacer as a three um, that can go to the offensive boards, um, you know, that, that will really put pressure on the rim because of the offensive rebounding, maybe more than, you know, going off the bounce right now, mm-hmm. um, you know, but she's making that transition from playing almost all five to playing some three. And now I'm like, okay, um, you know, when are we going to be ready to be able to play multiple positions? Because I think we have kids that can, but it's a hard transition of I'm trying to learn one spot and do one thing right. And now you want me to try something else. I mean, it's just, it's, it's that part that's a little tougher. So I think they're, you know, right now they're both kind of swing three fours right now. Bella's a little bit more of a three and Darian is definitely more of a four just because of Bella's ability to space. Well, the good news is that you haven't given yourself a challenging schedule as you work them into this early. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. And and I don't think people realize how good some of the teams are on our schedule that we tried really hard to elevate our schedule this year, even though there's not seven top 10 teams on our, our non-conference schedule. What there is are teams that won their conference tournament that, you know, last year I had, I inherited a schedule with like five games with teams that were 300 or lower in the net, you know, and we, we were like trying to at least improve our buy games by like a hundred net points and mm-hmm. say, you know, yeah, you, you've got to buy some, some home games, but can we, can we play different kind of teams? And so between Arizona and Maryland, which mm-hmm. everyone's going to look at and say, the Gulf Coast Showcase, where we could end up with Michigan, mm-hmm. a USF, a Georgia Tech, a Belmont, Villanova, people that don't realize how good those two teams are. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think across the board, um, it's a really good schedule that can, will really show up, I think, over time in the net. I wonder, so is Bickle your primary defender on Maddie Seagrass? Maybe you can't reveal that, uh, not knowing Yeah, yet. I can't reveal that yet. <laughs> that can be fascinating, though, to see. Yeah. She uh, can but, hoop though. Oh, it, Maddie it, can hoop. And then that I'm already scared of of trying to guard five out motion with no prep. So, you know, but I'm I'm pretty sure Belmont has something to say about that too. So very true. Although, although am I remember it isn't so it's Belmont Villanova. Yeah. I mean, listen, yeah. that's a that's a true pick'em game. Exactly. Exactly. And, and St. Louis. I don't know why they got rid of Lisa Stone. Why you would, if you have Lisa Stone as head coach, you hold on to Lisa Stone. I'm know? with you. I'm with you. But but that's that's as a, a whole fellow other, Wisconsinite. I'm I'm with you. That is a whole other conversation for another, maybe, maybe we'll do you and I will do a show just on appreciation of Lisa Stone sometime. There but, we go. There we but go. But so so bottom line, this team and the way you measure and establish success in your mind, like you said, is this mixed blessing. I go back. And I have I have been very vocal about this on social media. When you go 28 and 7, I think that's something to be celebrated, period. And then you can talk about the postseason, but the postseason is a crapshoot in all of these different games. You could face an underseeded team, which you mm-hmm. indisputably did in the right. second round last year. And you know, it is as much about your bracket and the way it works out that way. But in your mind, are you viewing success? as a combination of the two you know how do you measure it here in year two for this program I don't know you know I I, I'm just like a big believer I think it'll it will be really hard for people to understand this um but I think I've reached the point in my life where I'm just passionate about people in the game 
And so I'm not, um, I know that following in Kim Mulkey's shoes at Baylor, a hall of famer, um, I don't, I don't know that I can ever match her success if we're just talking about wins and losses or impact on a university. And so for me, it's about, am I doing a good job preparing these guys for, for life after basketball? Mm -hmm. Do they love their experience here? I mean, we're going to keep competing for championships. Anyone who knows me knows I'm not taking a playoff. I'm not taking a game off. I'm not taking a practice off. And the day that I do, I'll find something else, you know, to do. Um, cause I, I didn't leave my family to come here, um, you know, and, and not give my, give my best. And so for me, it's just, um, you know, are we getting better? You know, do I have, do I have the locker room? Um, are these kids playing hard? Are they doing the right things? You know, are we representing Baylor in a positive light? Are we, do I have the ability to impact, um, people around the country? Um, because I do have these platforms, you know, like, um, you know, we're going to have some exciting, you know, news in some ways in my mind and support of BG, um, soon. And, and I just like, I just feel like my impact can be bigger than wins and losses, you know? And, and I, that doesn't mean that I want to lose a single game because I never do. And I always want to line up and compete. You know, my staff says all the time, like, you know, they're like, you go to a different place, like even in a closed scrimmage, you know, it, it goes from you chatting up, smiling, patting people on the back to like, let's go, you know? And, and like, apparently I have a different look, you know, like they can see it in my eyes. They can see it in my demeanor. Like I, I definitely can go to a place where I feel like this is, this is my zone. You know, this is where, um, you know, I, it's hard to say this is what I was born to do, but I certainly think when I get in the arena competition that I have no fear, you know, that I feel like I have no fear because, I've put in the work to put myself in that position. It's not like just because I'm an uber confident individual. It's like, I feel like I do everything that it takes, you know, to, to put myself in position to make the right decisions. And I'm still wrong sometimes, you know, like I still call the wrong play, have the wrong substitution, but I'm also super accountable in terms of, I always want to be better, you yeah. know, and I'm always watching European basketball, Euro League started, you know, I'm not watching it because maybe I'm going to see a player I know mm -hmm. or a player I'm going to recruit. I'm watching it saying, what are the trends? Like, how can I, I mean, it, it just, it's, it's that part. It's like, it's like, I'm always in growth learning mode. How can I be better? And so the moment I I'm out of that um, and I'm just accepting a paycheck, <clears throat> I'm done. There's something else for me at that point. Locked on women's basketball is brought to you by sweat block. Jennifer used to wear multiple shirts and fold toilet paper in her armpits to try to hide the embarrassing sweat. Not anymore, thanks to Sweatblock. The Sweatblock wipes have been a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years with over 10,000 five-star reviews. Don't miss this opportunity to try Sweatblock. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock. Save 20% with promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. As a point of personal privilege, I don't think I've ever seen anybody who works harder than you in this business. I have seen you do go to a different place when you are out on the court, but you also have a legacy of players who I have spoken to through the years who are always grateful 
for the opportunity to have played for you and to have learned from you. And so it is about both. And so I think it's important to highlight both of those things. I also would be remiss not to point out how vocal you have been about Brittany Griner and how important that is and how it stands out. And um, I know that for all of us who want to see people with platforms using them to help shine a light, uh, how much that means. So I, I, I thank you. I know our listeners do as well. And uh, to our listeners, make sure you are tuning in to Baylor, who is a must watch always. And uh, we'll be doing plenty of it uh, over the course of the season and covering it, uh, covering the program uh, quite a bit. But Nikki Collin, always a pleasure. Thank you very much for your time and uh, best of luck this season. Thanks. Thanks, Howard. Locked on Women's Basketball, your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. The biggest story of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts.